The views and opinions discussed on this show are of the guests and host. They do not reflect the views or opinions of associated sponsors or affiliates. All hair samples, droppings, and territorial markings are not the responsibility of this podcast. No Sasquatch, Yeti, Bigfoot, or Skunk Ape were harmed during the making of this podcast. Enjoy at your own risk. Welcome back to the Other Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Before we get to squatching with an old dear friend of mine, I want to bring you guys, well, for a little hunt in the woods. So let's say you got your recorder in the woods, and you're kind of in there, and you're looking for Bigfoot, but all you're getting is the sound of freaking leaves in the background, man. It's driving you nuts. You, you just can't find any good evidence, no good data, so to speak, of our big furry friend. And all you hear is, whoosh, 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 whoosh. it's so upsetting. It's no fun at all. What do you do? Well, you go home and you have to edit that. And it takes forever. Or you can do what I do. Thanks to, to our amazing sponsor, Accusanus. With a mere turn of a knob, you can reduce the sounds, any sounds, in seconds. And this works with GarageBand, Audacity, you name it. This is a plugin. This is software. This is not a great big clunky motherboard in front of your computer. Like, you don't need to do that anymore, man. You got all the power of a sound engineer with a mere turn of a knob. Check them out. Accusanus. Get the sound of the leaves out there so you can you know, kind of hear a few more whoops. And if you really, really, really want to check them out, they're in the show notes, guys. Check out Accusanus. Great sponsor. Really, really handy, amazing software your computer to make you sound so much better than what you actually are at podcasting. Trust me on that one. Tonight's guest is an old, dear friend of mine, here to be crass and to swear and to make me have to bleep things out a lot. He is the proprietor of Inside the Goblin Universe, an old cryptid, Captain Cryptid, really is what I should call him, pal of mine. I'm so glad tonight to have Brian Bowden back on the podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm I'm doing great, John. It's great to be back here. Captain Cryptid would be nice. I think I need to wear a mask on that one. Oh, we gotta uh, go right to the wrestling you know, right away, right? With, with Brian. Okay, and, so yeah. I think I, think I want to. Yeah, I want to make a hairy mask. Yep. I think it should be but, like uh, you should have your own yeah. stable of cryptids. Okay, and yes, I'll come that'd out. That'd be great. Like one guy's a Loch Ness monster. Yep. Yep. You know, another guy could be that. like El Chupacabra. You know, and you could be Bigfoot. You know. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be I think Bigfoot. This is a great idea. Uh, you can be the mastermind behind everything. It'd be great. You know, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Loch Ness monster, I, I seen a picture the other day where that famous yes. picture of Nessie might be a penis. Did you see this? No, you know what? Um, <laughs> it's funny you said that. Uh, I had someone else from Canada send me pictures today, and he sent me, you know, it had a sighting, has footprints, has you know some video. And he sent me the first picture I saw was all these horses, and I zoomed in on the picture, and there it was. <laughs> the Loch Ness monster's head mm. has been once again put into question. Those original pictures and other ones since then of Champ as well. These could be whale really? penises. These could be whale penises, is what I'm getting at. And this was just—it blew my mind, and it made me think of you right away. You make me think of whale penis. Thank you. <laughs> you know, but why would why would the whale penis breached? The, the the surface. I have no Which idea, but apparently point? it's very common. So I, you know what? I, I don't really watch whale penises. I don't watch any penises. <laughs> I have my own. Dude, um, I'm not gonna tell you about the dolphins in the anaconda I read about the other day then. Oh my god. Oh god. 
Did you read that? Yeah, no, 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 I didn't. What, what's going on with them? Okay, so a bunch of dolphins, okay, like these Amazon dolphins. So these are freshwater dolphins okay. that swim up and down. Like they're in freshwater. There's a great big anaconda, which can hold its breath underwater for a few minutes, okay? Like yeah, at the yeah, most, those things are deadly. Yeah, yep. but a whole pod of these things, like six or seven of them, they basically say, you know what? Screw you, anaconda. We're not afraid of you. Put them in its mouth, and they drown the anaconda, and then they have sex with it till it can't move anymore. So that's awesome. They gang banged an anaconda. Oh my god, that is awesome. Like, how do we focus on cryptids when the natural world is so full of wonder, such as dolphin gang bangs and gigantic wa- like whale penises? Really. Right, you don't understand. This is awesome. The dolphins are gang banging in Anaconda. <laughs> so I mean, just, just think about how cool, or you know, the sequels to Anaconda would have been. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anaconda. Oh what is that? The dolphining. It's a horny dolphin run. Um, yeah, um, that would be just out of this world crazy. One of my fans wrote in my my Twitter one time that I sound like a dolphin when I laugh, and uh, you know, shout out shout out to Curtis Curtis. I hate you. Curtis, <laughs> we have to call you Dr. Blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe that's why they had those big blowholes for those gigantic whale penises. Man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know. You're just uh, so good at putting abstract animal parts and pieces together. Make no uh, wonder you're so you into know, cryptozoology, man. It's it's a gift. I can tell you that it's a <laughs> gift. I mean, I've heard of some some really freaky, freaky stuff. You know, the, the arbitrary... Uh, Southern woman that gets raped by Bigfoot or says they had Bigfoot's baby. Um, you know, that's just bizarre. Like they had baby Bigfoot. I, I don't, I don't even want to know. I mean, these things are massive. So I have to assume that, you know what they say? I mean, long fingers, you know, and, uh, I, I just don't even think it's humanly possible to, uh, for a woman to pleasure a Bigfoot unless she is a Bigfoot or a big something. Um, it's very bizarre. <laughs> I don't really go into the mating habits of these creatures, but the fact that dolphins are that badass, um, <laughs> they go after sharks and they go after now anacondas. This is awesome. Well, they're also this incredibly intelligent. Favorite animal. They're also incredibly well, they're intelligent. super smart. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like, yeah, I mean, ch- chimps, yeah. dolphins, and us are the only animals that have sex for fun, okay? But all those have been known to do it too, but like chimps in particular. And like, it seems like oh, the yeah. smarter we are, the crazier we get. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I I do believe that's the case. I mean, you know, chimps also like pee in their face. So, I mean, how <laughs> smart can they be? I don't know, They're man. saying the heck with the anaconda and then just go and beating it up and then and just, you know, teabagging it is just <laughs> <laughs> dolphin teabagging, turning him into an yeah. an, they turn him into an anaconda. <laughs> yeah, an anaconda would be, that's actually good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's yeah, going on. All week. I don't know what the Try hell. The <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on inside the poor anaconda, but I bet you know what's going on inside the Goblin universe, my friend. Tell me how the show's yes. been going and, and what's been going on in your life. Because last time I talked to you, there was no pandemic. Donald Trump was still the ruler of the United States of America, and yeah. well, things were kind of going to shit, but not too bad like they are now. So, how have things been, man? Like you, you've had a pretty rough go of it, I know. And uh, it's good yeah, to hear you know, an old friend. Yeah, it's it's you know um, uh, it's been it's been weird. It's been tough, and it's been uh, you know uh, a lot of death. Um, I started out the year with COVID, 
Um, that was fun. That was a great New Year's gift from from whoever. Um, Way better than mine. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, a lot better than yours. And I'm just thankful, you know, that you are here. Jeez Louise. I mean, it's like I get a post and I'm like, what the hell you, what the hell's going on with him? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that was crazy. So I know you're going to be a little bit, you know. Every time someone says they had a rough new year, I look at him and I just quote the guy from The Hangover. I go, yeah, but did you die? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But anyway, keep going, Brian. Keep going. (laughs) Did you die? You know, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just happy you, you know, um, you know, you can, you know, you can call it dying or, or being in the hospital. I mean, you know, I, it's not many people can have a sex change operation to pull it off. And you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we call you John or Joan now? No, I'm, only joking. I'm glad you're here. It's been, <laughs> it's been a bit crazy. Sorry. This is where I went, folks. Yes. I'm, I, I like to tell jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. On my end, uh, COVID, then, then a lot of deaths. Um, and, and 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 I bought a home. I bought a, a new place in another state that has sun ninety nine percent of the time, um, which I'll be going to. But you know, something actually, actually, we we did go out. We did manage to go out. And get on a cryptid invest, well, a cryptid investigation locally in New York State. I'm in New York, folks. Um, that's, you know, someplace in the United States. But, um, we did catch, we caught two prints. We caught like a, a mother and a baby print side by side. And the baby print was about 13 inches long. And the mother was about 17 inches long. So that's one big mama. Yeah, and really. You can see the toes and the indentation. Um, it was ama- it's amazing. We're going to be going back there. And uh, we have a couple other things going on. We have something dealing with the dog man, which is a 12, 10 to 12 foot werewolf, um, basically. And one of the guys near my uh, buddy that we, uh, we investigate with, I investigate with, he, he has a friend of his property there and they heard something that looked like that. The, it was pretty intense. Um, so we're going to be doing that for a bit. But uh, other than that, it's been a little bit slow with the, you know, paranormal investigations and cryptids and that type of stuff. And as far as my show, I do Inside the Goblin Universe. I do uh, my own show, Nobo Boomy, Nobody But Me. Um, you had a colorful phrase for it. Nobody, below, you know, what's this snowball below me stuff? Um, <laughs> totally different show. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was, you know, I, I had some music shows. See, on my show, I, I, I dip a little bit into the cryptid realm, you know, the ghosts and paranormal, but I want to bring people like artists on and musicians and, and try to get away from some of the paranormal stuff because I got to be honest. Come on, tell us the truth. The whole world seems to be one giant paranormal investigation at this point. Pretty much. Crazy. Like, if you looked yeah. at me even like 20 years ago and said, you know, everything is going to be online. You'll never have cash in your wallet anymore. You know, uh, there'll be a global pandemic. Uh, there there yeah. actually is pretty much a one world economy now, but that's been going on for a long time. 
And well, yeah, they're trying that. Yeah, it's 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 an idea, but I don't think it's it's still once again it's a fiat currency. Like if it's based on something fiat that doesn't exist, it's not going to fucking right. work. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not really big, you know, to get off the, you know, I'm not really big on on electronic currencies because, um, well, in in the U.S., electronic currency equals surveillance, and that's against our Constitution Bill of Rights. So. Um, that's one. And two, if someone doesn't like what you do, let's say a podcast, or you say something that's a little bit racy or whatever, they can shut your account down. So you can't eat that day. Right. You know? And that's very China like. And I'm not a big fan of the Communist Party in China. Did you see but, the movie uh, Time? I think it's called In Time, the one with Justin Timberlake. Just that one before. I think so. He has like a lifespan on his watch. And every oh, time he has to buy something, he has to buy it with time of his life. He has to earn oh, that's, It's a pretty wow, crazy concept. It was such a cool movie. I can't remember if Mila Kunis was in there or not. I really Probably. can't. Goddamn can great that, movie, I though. I see that pairing right there. I think it's called In Time. Combo. I think that's what it's called. You got to check that shit out because oh, it, it was epic. It was like people were running out of time because they had no jobs. And they had to buy food out of whatever time they had left. And as soon as they were out of time, they get killed. Just blow well, heads I mean, off. It's like, that's crazy. That's yeah. just insane. <laughs> I'd lo- I tell you what, I've been losing a lot of weight that time. I <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> didn't be buying or eating anything. As soon as you walk yeah, into the casino, great. you look at your wife and say, it's been a great ride. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> yes. Seriously, it's been a great ride. I'm going to buy a round for everybody here, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay, Captain yeah. Crimpton. Let's go back yes, to the sir. Bigfoots, man, because I really feel like I don't give Bigfoot enough love on the show. I do stick mostly with ghosts you. and monsters and stuff. Bigfoot gets the occasional rub every now and then, but really, it's been a long time since I had someone reputable on to talk about him. So let's let's have a little chat about your more recent investigation. I want, I want to bring it back to grade one, though, a little tiny bit. So. You okay, got your team. Well, you got your team. Yeah. You show up on a site where you, there might have been a sighting or something, or or, mm-hmm. or even somewhere where like there was sites there years ago, maybe. And you're, and you're going to see if you can find, you know, basically some signs. What are the signs you're looking for when you walk into one of those situations or areas? I should right. say that you're you got kind of mapped out there. So there are there are tree structures that are associated with this this creature, Bigfoot. I like to call them Bigfoot's and a Sasquatch. Um, so, yeah, Bigfoot has tree structures. They have brown structures. So what they'll do is they'll they'll bend trees over. It looks like a natural tree fall, but it's not. Um, it, it You know, like, they'll even pull trees out of the ground and put them on an angle to, you know, give a signal to the rest of their clan that, you know, this is possibly a pathway. Or they'll, they'll, they'll create a big X. You know, I'm talking about, like, you know, 25-foot trees. And they're crisscrossing. And it's obvious if you really know what you're looking for. Um, other things they do, they do these things called stars, where they'll put stars or arrows in place on the ground. They'll put a stick in the, in the ground and then they'll crisscross, you know, a couple of, uh, other sticks to it. And it looks like a star. And if you're not looking for it, it kind of blends into the scenery, but it's clearly a sign. There are signs there. There's also, I mean, you know, if you can, if you're lucky, you can get some prints, which is great. Um, that'll, that'll be another Bigfoot sign out there. There's rock structures they make, like pyramids. Um, they usually call them Karens. I know them 
since we're talking in Newfoundland, I know them all as uh, nookah ships. Yeah. Which is, you know, those totems that they use up in uh, the uh, the Inuit where we'll be putting them in. That's right. And making them. And because I, I, my dad collected Eskimo art for years. So, um, yeah, he was a rock collector, basically. Everybody told him. But so I know <laughs> him as a nookah ships. So when I referenced them, my buddy who's not as versed in it was like, what? <laughs> you know, he never heard of that before. But it's basically a totem to give a warning that there's something here. There's something here that's bigger than you and better than you. And uh, if you mess around, we're going to kick your butt, you know. So, but that's what we look for initially. Then what we like to do is we like to sit there for almost a, a day, night investigation. We'll sit there towards the, you know, you know, towards the end of the day, let the sun go down and we listen to the woods and we see what we hear. We see the, you know, what's the footfalls like and are there tree knocks or their rock knocks, which are, let me tell you something, when you're in the woods and it's pitch black and you start hearing trees being hit, it's not a bear doing it. And most other wackos aren't out there because you can't see or do anything. It's a big foot. And it's very interesting that you said bear that time because like, you know, yeah. one one thing I do believe, you know, a lot of the, we'll say, not so great <laughs> reports that come in about Bigfoot, you know, right. bears can walk up right on their paws. It's not very common, but they do do it. And they can do it for many, many yards. Like, I could see 100%. that. If I seen that from like 50, 60 feet away through bushes, God damn, I'm going to think that's a Bigfoot. No doubt. I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. We have, in my neck of the woods, we do have bear. We have black bear. Um, and that, yes, they still do, you know, rise up on their hind legs, walk bipedal almost and for distances, but this is noticeably different. And not only that, um, but when, you're looking at a Bigfoot too, that you're talking about it's creating basically signals. And we'll talk a little bit yep. about why they would do it now in a sec, but like it, you have to have a certain level of intelligence to do that and repeat it. So that to me tells me right away, it ain't no bear. <laughs> no, it, you know what? I mean, we take everything into consideration, but bears do bluff charges as well. So, but so do Bigfoots. So, you know, they'll bluff charge you to get you to get out of the area there. But there's a certain snorting and certain aspects to a bear that is, you know, very bear-like. And when you get into the Bigfoot realm and you have a bluff charge from a Bigfoot and you hear vocalizations, totally different. You know you're dealing with something like that. And and it's very unnerving, I'll tell you. Speaking of those um, vocalizations, yes. have you ever caught any yourself, Brian? Um, we I was there for vocalizations, but um, true to form, you know, you, you shut off your recorder, you're changing a battery, and then boom, you're getting a vocalization or you're changing out an SD card and you get a vocalization. I try to use something now uh, that's, that's a camera that runs to 72 hours straight. Wow. So when I, when I start on an investigation, I have an audio video camera that also does night vision, like a body, body camera that the police use, and I want that running. And I have it set up so that 15-minute increments – or something to that effect, because that's a lot of audio you got to listen to on a review, you know? That's right. So if you can gauge when you started, and we usually put the time in the first thing, it's uh, 7.45 p.m., then I know, you know, where how to, how to count from that point forward and get closer to the file that I want to listen to 
versus non, you know, not close. Um, and have to listen to, you know, nine, 10, 12 hours of audio, which trust me, when you have a family, it's virtually impossible. Um, but, um, we had it, we had an investigation and, um, we had tree knocks, we had rock knocks, and basically this creature wanted us to get the hell out of there. Okay. And the reason why is I believe Bigfoot's running clans. So it's their family. They'll be male, female, babies. And then as the young grow up into adolescence, especially the males, they're sent off to go start their own family. And like the rest leave, you know, it's, it's very, very much a function of how they operate um, throughout their lifetime. It's, you know, just like humans, we procreate and you get to a certain point and you're, you know, you try to find a mate, you know, so that's what they'll do. Um, but we, it was pitch black, dark. We're in the middle of the woods. There's no place to run to. You can't see a damn thing. And we get a bluff charge and this one guy that's with us runs scared the hell out of him. He would have killed himself. He would have lost his eyes and killed himself because he would have run right into a tree. Um, and, um, so after the, you know, the bluff charge, we, we stood our ground. And at one point, this thing gave us three whoops, whoop, 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 really loud. And two were close to us within, within seriously 15 feet. You can feel it reverberating off your chest. The last one was about a mile down the road on the other end of this lake we were at. And it was at that point, I changed my total philosophy on this cryptid uh, from being flesh and blood only or in part of like, you know, primate, gigantopithecus to interdimensional beings. And I believe this thing can not only go interdimensional, but it has the ability to be here physically, flesh and blood when it's here, but it also can transform itself, its entire material makeup, its energy, its everything and go interdimensional. That, that's actually process. something I've talked about before on the show because yep. at the end of the day, this thing is, well, what does the average say big bull? <laughs> we'll say big full weigh, would you say? Like based on its footprints, I mean, we're looking, what, about four or 500 pounds maybe? Oh, more than that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, a grown, grown man can be upwards of like, you know, 300 pounds would be, you know, usually 250 to three, 300. Yep. Okay. And that's roughly a six footer. We're talking about something that's like seven, eight, nine feet. I think you got to add at least, you know, close to 200 pounds per foot after that. So you're talking about, I think about eight, 900 pound, uh, you know, being, I mean, really big. If you're, if you're pushing the ground down and you're not wearing like, you know, boots or whatever and the ground is sinking. That's that's a lot of weight. That's like elephant style weight, you know. So obviously, its bone structure has to be very thick and strong to be able to hold up that kind of a frame. I mean, there's zero reason why there shouldn't be a bigfoot body. So the idea that this thing's interdimensional and doesn't actually exist on our plane, right. I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that idea 100. percent And I feel the same way about a lot of cryptids out there. Like, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But also, as far as like the bones or or, or you know, the big talk is like, how, how come we haven't come across something? Well, there is talk that these these creatures are so family or clan oriented that they may bury their dead. So you may just want to come across piles of rocks, but you don't realize there's a dead there's a dead Bigfoot there. 
We have found locations like that where it looks like graves. The, the way those rocks are piled, it looks like they're gravestones. But also, if something knows that it's not feeling well or whatever, it may go back into the interdimensional realm and just expire there, you know? So no one's come up with anything yet. I mean, I've never seen a bear uh, carcass. Have you ever seen bear in the woods? Or Well, here's the thing. The most, the most common animal in Newfoundland, okay? Right. Like, there's 500,000 Newfoundlanders here, people, okay? But right. moose, we're talking more. There's a lot of animals on the island, okay? Yeah. It's the most common, gigantic. I mean, these things are six, 700 pounds, massive animals, okay? Like, oh, yeah. And you know how many times I've seen a moose carcass? Once in 37 years. Once. I, I'm really surprised you saw a moose carcass at that point. And then it was just I mean, bones and antlers, man. Like, that's all it was. Right. So, it's it, – there, there's different there's different views of it, absolutely. And here's another one for you, too. Sure. I mean, this thing croaks. It dies. Like, a human body, how long does it take for it to decompose? I think it starts decomposing almost immediately, but seriously, about three days. It'll – you know, three to four days. If left in the wild, because what's going to happen is uh, – uh, Insects are going to get to it. It's going to bloat. Then it, then it'll pop. Then other insects will come and eat it. I mean, you're talking about less than a week, and it should be starting to really deteriorate. So let's say one of these things dies, okay? Yeah. And the population of these things are what? 10,000 all over the world, maybe? So let's Possibly, say, yeah. Maybe. So let's say this thing dies. <laughs> I mean, it's in the most remote part of, say, BC somewhere. Nobody knows where the hell it is. It dies. Its family knows it's there. It buries its body, and its body is decomposed. Like, you'll never find it unless you get very, very lucky, which is going to be my next yeah. question. Has anybody ever come across bones that they think might no. belong to this thing, right? So that's no, that's incredible. Not one person, not one researcher of Eskimo that I'm aware of since, you know, the Leonard, Leonard Nimoy days of In Search Of has come across the skeletal remains of this creature in any way, shape, or form. And then there's the other part None. of it, too, the, the purely science part of this, too, where it's like, well, one of the most laughable things I've ever heard, okay, in anthropology is that there's a missing link. We have thousands, thousands of missing yep. links, and yep. we're not related to gorillas. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. You know, there, there's a – see, here's the thing. When you research and investigate this, and I'm not talking about the armchair researcher and investigator. The ones that watch videos on YouTube and comes up their own theory, but they've never been in the field and they don't know anything about it. You know, they've never experienced it. They've never gone out, looked for footprints, whatever. So, you know, it's it, there. There's it's a, it's a it's a crazy subject that you have to take into consideration that some people think that this is part of Gigantopithecus, which is out of Asia. Right. It yep. came across the, the Bering Strait into, you know, that's how it got to every continent, except for Australia, where it must have taken the love boat or something, you know, to get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Yowie, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, Yahweh's in, in Australia. Yeah. Um, but but it's like my my opinion is I was once on that a primate type of pathway, you know, follow the gorillas, the chimps, the, the hominid, you know, that type of stuff. But once I had that interdimensional experience, I said, well, all bets are off at this point. Nothing can go from seriously pitch black, trees everywhere, rocks everywhere, like a goat trail, go from point A to B in less than a second, unless 
It has the ability to create its own portals, dematerialize, and then rematerialize. And let me tell you, before people go, you're crazy, we're doing this right now with quantum physics. Yep. We are able to move objects from point A to point B, dematerialize, move them, and then transfer them over to another another area. So it is possible. We're doing it right now. Uh, Wi-Fi, yeah, we man. We're doing it right now. Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's based on all those principles. Me and you are talking. You're on a different part of the yep. world. You're in the United States. Okay? Yes. I'm in the most easterly point in the world, in Canada. Okay? In yep. North America, east most easterly point. But there's never been a Bigfoot sighting, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, you know, that's funny. I don't think you have anything there. I think I, really I know don't. why. I think I know why. I don't think there's enough meat here. I don't. Too freaking cold? I don't think there's enough meat here. There's too much fresh water. Like, unless these things can um, fish, I don't know, man. I think they do fish, but not like what you would need to fish in your neck of the woods. Um, the, the chance of, of them taking out a bull moose or a moose is probably good and valid, but it, I've never really heard of anything even remotely close to any type of cryptid or like that in in Newfoundland. And there's another part of it too. Our, our soil is really acidic, and like right. I, I wonder too if, if it's just not possible. Might have well, something I mean, to do. Like, like BC is a little bit more tropical, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it is a lot, lot more. Well, it's the West Coast, so it's going to be a little bit warm and still get that coldness. That's right. But, you know, off of the Alaska, but. Um, there's so much more free rain, rain for them to go to and more like deer and, 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 you know, birds and everything there. Um, I wonder what they would call the, a Newfoundland Bigfoot. Like, what would it be called? Like, uh, a I, or well, something like that? in Nova Scotia, <laughs> during the trailer park boys, they called the Sam Squinch. So <laughs> they, they yeah. called the Sam Squinch. I don't know what we call a Newfoundland like that. That's, I have to think about that. Like, that would be a good like like a contest. If we ever find a Bigfoot Newfoundland, we're gonna name it right now, like the Newfoot. <laughs> the Newfoot. Oh God. It's the Newfoot. Yes. All I right. was coming home from the bar one night and I saw a Newfoot. It's called um, the, the right the right Bigfoot. <laughs> yes, the right the, the right, right Bigfoot. Big <laughs> yes. But yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it it's surprising because my you know I grew up. Re, you know, loving the subject. You know, this is how I got into it. But thinking that Bigfoot was only on the Pacific Northwest, and really, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, Virginia—that whole Appalachian Trail that goes from north, you know, from Canada basically all the way down—that's their highway. That's their travel way. And there are a ton of sightings, you know, everywhere. So. Um, it's just it's just good to know that they're in the area, you know. I mean, it makes it a little bit easier for us to travel to get to one. You know, um, I've listened to some other people talk on the subject, and, and I've had people on the show before, and they, they do talk about this this creature. It doesn't seem to be migratory. Like, it seems to stay, like, within a certain zone. But who's yep. to say there isn't different species? And it's the kind of harken back. There are very few people who have talked about Bigfoot who hasn't said it's a dark color. Okay? I mean right. – what if what we're seeing with shadow people and stuff like that, what if this is all connected somehow? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. So, so yeah, I don't believe Bigfoot migrate. What I do believe is they have a very large area that they 
they hunt in or they use as their their food source and they just travel they travel following the food source and it could be a vast distance it could be 500 square miles you know that's pretty good that's pretty big Huge. you consider that that a a a normal wolf has a 150 mile radius for hunting it's not unheard of for a bigfoot to have a you know quadruple that if not more uh for its hunting and and living purposes um but getting back to your question which i just forgot <laughs> i'm sorry it was a little bit uh, dazed and confused there I, I'm thinking about migratory. Like, I, I, I don't think they're migratory. It just seems like they have a really big area. It's kind of like no, you know, something that, that kind of like I think they like certain spots, and I think there are first of all, I think there's at least seven different types of bigfoot or species of bigfoot um, around the world, and um, Yahweh included, you know, um, and I think if you have the ability to travel interdimensionally right from here to whatever and it's an innate ability i'm talking about and the way i describe it is when you're born how do you know to breathe right it's just within you to breathe that's just you know you were coded with it in your dna so they have the ability to transform themselves it's just something that they know how to do um it could be possible that we could be finding the same bigfoots that are here could be the same book Bigfoots that are in Australia and they just travel interdimensionally to be there. Think about that concept. Well, here's the other thing, you too. Know? If this is an interdimensional being, who's to say that they even know where they're going to land next? Like, right. Well, yeah, that could be it, too. You know, where they spin the dice, right? Yeah. Like, like, I like to think of it, it's more like a crap table. You know what I mean? Like, you really don't know where you're going to land. And uh, who says time doesn't pass right. differently there as well? You know, the Native American part of this is something I really want to get into. Indigenous people sure. all over the world have had just this tremendous connection with these beings. We we don't yep. know exactly where it comes from or why, but really the first people to document them are Native Americans. Also, also a lot of indigenous yep. people here in North America as well, um, really all over the world. Uh, and and oddly enough, yeah. even the Yeti was first documented by indigenous people there. So it's yeah, the Nepalis. Yeah, the yeah. So really what, what is that connection? Really do you think what is that connection well, there? You know, when you live off the land, right? And you and you, you know, we'll just use the indigenous people in North America. When you live off the land, you kind of know what creatures is within your area, so you follow the creatures. You you know, you hunt the deer, you hunt rabbit, you hunt whatever. But these beings and your respect of the of the land itself and Mother Earth, and you don't overindulge, you know, kind of sends a message that you're, yeah, we we can do things that are aggressive, but we respect what we have. They've had these encounters with these beings. They call them uh, guardians of the of the forest, for the most part, or spirit beings, and they protect the forest. And um, they have come forward to some of these tribes and it's it's documented on a lot of wampum belts um about the interactions between what they're describing as a bipedal hairy cryptid they figured that you know they're a spirit of the woods and they respect them um some of these bigfoot uh, have have gone in and literally captured some of the tribes out there uh there's a great story where there was a tribe that was in one area and on one side of them they had bigfoot 
And on the other, other side, they had these dogmen, which again are, are around the same size as Bigfoot, but werewolf based. They look like wolves, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And what was happening is the dogmen were, would come in and they, they, they grab a, you know, a kid or whatever it was. And they would, you know, just upset the tribe. So the tribe got wind of, you know, they, they came, they said, we're tired of this. We're tired of these things messing with us. And what they did was they committed a crime against the Bigfoot, but made it look like it was the dogmen. So the Bigfoot got pissed and the Bigfoots went into dogman territory and just destroyed them. So it, it, it's very interesting how people, you know, operate as far as, uh, individual, you know, these, these beings are, are, are concerned, you know, in that relationship. Um, but when you, you were talking and you were leading up to something that was relationship to shadow people. Yeah, like the whole um, idea that there's these and, – and we use the word shadow people for lack of a better word. Like people have seen these right. in investigations. People have seen these things like they're out there looking for something completely different and all of a sudden they see a shadow person and they automatically attach it to ghosts. And I don't really think that's proper. I think there's more to that. And, uh, you well, know – yeah, if these are interdimensional beings and they can travel, you know, so can those shadow shadow things. So, like, those are things that I think of the – is there a connection there, do you think? Like, could a house not be haunted at all? Could this really be, you know, a spirit of an animal, a spirit of Bigfoot? You know what I mean? It could well, be I've, something uh, yeah. different. Um, in all my years doing this, I only had one experience with the shadow beings. It was actually here, long before I had kids or whatever. And – uh it was dark. My wife was sleeping in the room. Um, and I went to the, to the restroom, um, shut the lights off to adjust my eyes. And as I walked in, saw one, just gunned it, gunned at it, you know, with my, you know, I, I went uh, swinging, disappeared. And that was it. So if you listen to the stories of these things, um, it all works off of fear. If you're afraid, they love it because it's like, it's like, um, you know, you know the show, uh, movie uh, Monsters Inc. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge Sully Sully fan. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the you know they go into the air, they scare the the, the kid, the kids, and ah, and the batteries recharge. This is the same principle. So, one way to combat all this is don't be afraid of it. It's not going to hurt you. And once you're not afraid, they don't come back anymore. They're, they they don't have anything on you. But I think you're right. They could be traveling interdimensionally. I don't know. You know, um, I've heard more stories about those from roughly the late 80s, early 90s is when they really started popping in uh, to to the, the forum of what, you know, what's going on. Before that, you didn't hear much of them. And I think the reason why this is happening is same thing, the reason why they have in Chicago right now, they have a whole bunch of these flying humanoids that look like, you know, they say Mothman, but they're not. They're just flying humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first collider, I've been saying this a, a, a while, you know, the first big collider ever operated was out of Chicago. Well, Illinois, it was called Fermlab. And they started it up and they abruptly shut it down. And it just so happens that when they started it up and shut it down, is the same time that this other paranormal investigator coined the Mandela effect phrase because they remembered something. And when they went to look it up, it was different than what they remembered. 
you know the Mandela effect, right? Absolutely, Berenstain or Berenstein Bears. <laughs> right, but so so what I'm I'm saying is, when they started playing with these colliders, they created rips in time space, but not only our timeline, but multiple timelines around us. And what happened is, when they stopped and shut it down, and it started to heal itself, repair itself, I think we got a piece of the another timeline on our timeline. That's why I remember the cornucopia with the fruit of the lobes. I I remember it like it was yesterday. And now people say they never had a cornucopia. I remember Ford never having this little thing in the middle, like the teardrop or whatever it is, a twist. I call it a pigtail. Now it has it. So just think about that. In our timeline, or when I grew up, up to the, that point in the 90s when they started playing with us, we had the cornucopia, we had the, the normal Ford logo, we had the whatever the bears were, and um, everything was fine, right? And then once you you ripped the space and time and you repaired it, we got a piece of another timeline where they didn't have the cornucopia, they didn't have the Ford logo without the tweet. You understand what I'm saying? We got bits and pieces of different timelines. But in the process, we created a rip that's still visible. And I think these beings go interdimensional and they say oh what's that what's that light coming from there and they start creeping through it and that's why you're having all these sightings that's such a that cool idea i love like this would be a great movie <laughs> like, that is like it would be wouldn't, wouldn't it you had you know, awesome we got to make this movie this is great i know i don't know who's see i would have john candy play me but he's dead um <laughs> and i don't want to be dead so uh that would be actually john candy would have been great in this but but think about that concept that when you you know you, they're playing around with stuff they don't know what they're playing around with because they're they're scientists and everybody oh you gotta believe the science no scientists test things and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't then they retest it so they may not realize that they're ripping space and time or creating portals and for anybody out there who doesn't actually know what the, what the heck Brian's talking about, just to kind of bring him back to it, he's talking about large yeah, hedron colliders. He's yes. talking about smashing atoms together at close on the speed of light and yep. create new yep. materials and stuff like that. Basically, what happens when that happens, you you, you do rip space and time. You, you go back in right. time and forward in time, and it creates this unstable environment, basically. And, and right. I mean, they, they did that with the, the the Philadelphia experiment is another one where they tried to do this. And in the process, when when the 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 after the experiment, they had a, a problem with it. When it went back to normal, there were people embedded in the uh, steel. I mean, that's you know? insane. In order for that to happen, they would have to really be interdimensional and wind up inside it. Yeah, well, you know what? There's... There, there's crazy things out there. Side but, side you know. note, as a huge Marvel fan and total nerd, yes. Kitty Pride has the ability to do go inside walls and stuff like that and and yeah. bring you in. And that's where the idea for her power and moveset came from, was actually the Philadelphia experiment. How cool is that? Uh, that is very, very cool. Yeah, 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 um, man. Like Stan Lee was a lunatic, man. Like he was crazy. Oh like, yeah. He was one of my good him. friends was a Marvel uh, uh artist. Really? Hector Colazzo. Yeah, I went to school with him. He, he worked for Marvel and DC. Nice. And um yeah, he was about to start his own and uh, he didn't make it. So uh, it was a long time ago. But uh, you know, it, it happens. Great guy. Real fun. You would have loved him on your show. You would have you would have talked to your ear off about these characters. Uh -huh. Um 
But yeah, yeah, no, I don't think he would have been too thrilled with all these damn movies about it. <laughs> yeah, every every movie is some kind of Marvel character, you know. Well, and, I can't complain because it it kind of brings my childhood back around, and you know, like I can remember sitting back. And like reading Maximum Carnage in the nineties and just been loving those comic books and can't wait for the next oh, one yeah. to come out. And it was like a bi-weekly thing. And oh my God, that summer was amazing. And it really was wow. one of the first times we ever seen people like actually getting killed in Spider-Man comics. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It was like, that was you really know, the start of a less wholesome Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not all these, you know, I, w- I would say they're human, but they're not. Um, <laughs> just some of them. Yeah. I, I'm, I was, I'm a comic book guy. You know, I got my Wolverine number ones and my Daredevil nice. number ones, and nice. you know, I used to used to buy them all, and I have them packed away someplace. I actually have a I have an X Men ninety four, yep, um, that my grandmother sent me when I went to summer camp, and and she wrote on the comic in permanent marker Brian Bowden Bunk four, <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I look every time I look at it, I go, oh, grandma, uh, <laughs> oh. I had the original oh. uh, foil covered comic book. For I think it was ninety four five it came out when they did an alternate universe. Yes, I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but Magneto and Rogue were together, and oh, yeah. Wolverine had no arm; he lost his hand, and it like became an antimantium stub. <clears throat> and it was like that, <clears throat> it was just awesome. bizarre world. It, it was crazy, but it was such cool comics. But anyway, back to the Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go back to Bigfoot. We're, sure. we're way off track, man. Where the Oh, you know, Bigfoot is part of Alpha Flight, by the way. <laughs> Sasquatch is actually an X-Men. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, getting back to your Bigfoot, right? So a lot yeah. of reports on these creatures, in these creatures, a lot of people say, oh, they see UFOs. Where, you know, Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, like one of the things I think is that UFOs, like I really don't think these alien beings are as alien as we think. I think they're us from the future, man. And I think they're coming back to get something. I don't know what it is. Maybe DNA. That would be a good, you know, that would be a good comic book thing. I think you have a little bit of everything. I think you have people that are, or entities coming from the future back in time. I think you have interdimensional beings. I think you have inner earth beings. I think you have extraterrestrials. But in relationship to this Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever creature, you have to understand that when you go from one type of, uh, of, uh, energy, which we're all made of from energy, even us now and humans, and you convert it into something where you're going to go interdimensional. In the conversion process, you expend energy, but there's usually always like a spark or a big like pop. You know, it's kind of like going uh, when you go break the sound barrier. Yep. There's, a, there's something that says, oh, we're doing it. And the byproduct on most of electronics, when you're in converting uh, elements in from solids to gas to liquid, whatever, there's usually a spark. And I think what people are seeing is not really necessarily aliens as much as they're seeing the conversion process from physical to interdimensional or, you know, whatever ability, you know, that they can change their entire physique. So then you're going to see all these different colored lights because it's an energy transfer. But, you know, we don't have, I don't have a Bigfoot that I can test it on, you know, like, so Harry and the Hendersons here, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Um, it would be nice, but, uh, I, I you know, right now is, I just go from, I, I do have a little bit of a science background. I studied physics and astronomy at one point. So think about being a physicist then I realized I can't make any money doing that. Um, so, and I know about the transfer of, of, you know, different types of, you know, conversion process, 
And this would also explain why it takes more energy to convert to another form of energy and why people's batteries, you know, die and why, you know, are drawn when they're out there. If you look at some of the TV shows like, oh, my battery just died. Yeah, well, guess what? Bigfoot's using it to transfer from physical being to interdimensional to get the hell away from you because you're human and you kill things. There's the you other know, part so. of it too. Like, I know that if one of these things was ever actually captured by some miracle, okay, right. somebody actually captured this thing, I'm sorry, but they're going to kill it. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I, well, we may not do it, but the government would, would seize it immediately. If they knew you had this, government would be in there seizing, you know, all right, Rocky, give us the Bigfoot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't have anything here to see a Bigfoot hanging in the corner with a lampshade on its head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, actually, this is my bearskin rug. Uh, <laughs> yes, I hang it on the wall. You imagine how bad the thing would smell? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, that's actually another good point to bring up. You know, everyone always talks, yes. well, skunk ape. Everyone always talks about it, especially in the, in the lower states, so to speak. But, you know, yeah. like, I'm thinking that, well, when I think dirty, stinky things, there's two explanations. Number one. Well, he's not exactly showering, is he? And number two, right. in my opinion, maybe it's a byproduct of that ability to move from interdimensional things. Like, there has to be some kind of combustion there. I, I Yeah, there's probably some kind of combustion, but that's specifically, you know, you go without showering for two weeks. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, and you tell me what you smell like. Like death. And then on top of that, roll around with skunks because, you know, you're in the wild. Or anything that has like some kind of smell, like an otter or whatever. Eventually, <laughs> you're going to smell like crap. Yep. Or you know, you're going to be smelling like uh, uh, you know the entrails of a deer or whatever. It's not going to be a pretty smell. Okay, time you for know, me to annoy you. Way. It's time for me to annoy yeah. you. Is it possible that this is an intervention at all? What What if this is one of those so-called demons everyone talks about, Brian? Oh, Lord, please. I got to do this yeah, to you because you know what? Because no. you know what? Yeah. Everybody else is. So I'm going to do it to you <laughs> against yeah, your please. will. Oh, God. You like those damn dolphins. <laughs> um, I'm dragging you under, man. And I'm about, to, under. I'm about to stick it in you. <laughs> So I, I've, I've looked, everything with this creature is theory anyhow, but what seemed to happen in the last two years is no investigators have been investigating. I think we talked a little bit about this. No one's been podcasting. No one's been at conferences with real speakers, right? So what you have is these people with their brains running wild, stuck in their house. A lot of them are on the religious right. Now, I'm a God-fearing person, okay? Real, you know, I wouldn't say I'm religious as much as spiritual. I, I, you know, I am an ordained minister, but I am, you know, very religious. But they start talking stuff about them being Nephilim. And the 20-foot Bigfoots are, are 20 feet because they were bred with Nephilim. And whatever it is, is a demon. Like, folks, I'm sorry. They're not demons. They're not Nephilim. They're not breeding with Nephilim. It's just another species. That's my my... That's where I am. And I'm so tired of hearing this because you're getting a whole bunch of storytellers. People listen to other people's stories and they come on shows and they retell the story, but they're not investigators and they want subs. You know, they want people subscribing and then they want to sell them swag. And then, you know, it's, it's about money. It's about who can, who can top the next person 
with the creepier stories or the more far-fetched stuff. I mean, there was a guy I was told, I, I didn't listen to the interview, my, my, uh, my buddy listened to it, and he made the claim that he went up to a dog man and literally stuck his hand in the, the mouth and down the throat of a dog man to prevent it from doing anything. Never going to happen. <laughs> that's like, like going up to a pit bull in a corner that's rabid and putting your hand down its throat or trying to to stop it from biting you no not gonna happen you're gonna be mauled to death <laughs> okay you know, so now that, now that i completely like just ruined your life i've waited to almost the end of the podcast to ruin your life with that question because you were like please don't talk about this i was like i'm so gonna bring it up just to make you mad oh yeah now, now i'm gonna do something really cool Something that's never sure. been done with you before, actually, bud. And I've been waiting sure. to do this with you. I thought about this question a year ago. I have a little notebook oh. for a recurring guest, and you're on there, along with Kat oh, and Jim you. and all these guys. Like you're there, like you are. And this 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 question I want to say. So let's say we start our own wrestling promotion, okay? Okay. Are you ready? CWP ready. Cryptid Wrestling Promotion. Okay. Nice. And the first match on the card. Is Bigfoot versus Dogman? Yep. Who's winning and how? <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. Bigfoot's going to win. Yeah. Um, Dogman doesn't have a chance. Yep. It's really? been done before. There, there are tons of stories of these two going at it with each other. They, they coexist, but Dogman usually steps over that barrier and, you know, Look, Dick would say, you stay over there, we'll stay over here, and everything's going to be just fine. And the dogmen are always, they're very intelligent but uh, and brash. And they've stepped over the line, and Bigfoot has literally taken care of them. Yes, dogmen would, would have, like, claws and, and what have you. Um, but you're talking about, I'll give you the perfect example, okay? Yep. Michael Jackson. Uh -huh. had a chimpanzee named Bubbles, right? Yep. That chimpanzee, without even thinking about it, could have ripped off the head of Michael Jackson or ripped his arms literally out of his body. Yep. That's how strong this thing is. Okay, now take that chimpanzee, who's probably about a foot tall, <laughs> like two or, two or three feet tall, and now multiply that exponentially <laughs> About four times. Okay. Also, he had a really cute diaper. Remember that? How cute yes. it was? And, yes. he used to, and he used to have a weird fact. That diaper used to have a picture of Michael on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little bit too much for me. Right? Yeah, he, he had a thing where he really wanted to be a dad, man. He really did. So I, I could do a whole podcast yeah. on Michael Jackson, man. Oh, please don't. I'm not please sure don't. if he's a super child molester or just super just weird. I'm not, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot going on with that guy. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I listen to lyrics now in songs and it's just pretty young thing. And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I think about it now. Um, I think he was, I don't think he was right in the head. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, and he may have been abused too in the process. That's why he is the way or he was the way he was. We'll never know. Right. Although there have been Michael Jackson sightings recently, but yeah, him and Elvis know. men are still hanging out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They got their Bigfoot in the backyard eating banana sandwiches. Um, but, yeah, no, I would say Bigfoot wins. Bigfoot wins hands down. Bigfoot wins. What's his finishing um, move? Come on. I got to have a finisher. What does he pin him with? Oh, I'll tell you what he does. 
he gets he gets him in the headlock. Yep. Right? And then he drags him over and bounces off of two trees and lands, right? With with his head in his arms, and he lands so hard that the head pops off of the dog man. <laughs> oh my god, it's a bull dog man. That's amazing. Yep. Yes. Yep. There you go. That's that's what I'm thinking right there. And if there was a tag team match, it would even be worse. Okay. Yeah. So, Cryptid, you know, professional wrestling has been changed forever. Our first ever Cryptid champion is Bigfoot. So, these things are sharing some territory, so to speak. And mm-hmm. there's been reports of them fighting each other. <clears throat> but basically... This this creature is just so much bigger and scarier. It's like, it's, it, yeah, yeah. Like okay, I, I've been pretty close to uh, Bigfoot a couple times. What about uh, Dogman? Like you talked about it a couple times now. Well, I have been. I've been. We were on a, a paranormal investigation of uh, this place, Letchworth Village, the cemetery. This was a twenty-eight thousand square foot. Um, uh, asylum where they used to put people, unwanted children, deformities, babies, you know, bastard kids. Um, and from the age of like zero to, you know, 90, you know, this is where you just threw all the wackos or whatever. And they had a cemetery that they buried like hundreds of people on a mark grave, right? Yep. And we, we were investigating it. My buddy, I was in paranormal mode. You know, I'm looking for ghosts, EVPs, blah, blah, blah. And he was kind of hearing things that led him to Dogman. We were seeing Dogman ask people signs. So when Dogman do a sign, like the tree structure, they don't just lean a tree. They they literally pull it out of the, um, yeah, the ground, and they flip it upside down so it looks like an umbrella, right? That's <laughs> what they do. Oh, lovely. So that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very lovely. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, trying to reconnect lost souls with, uh, loved ones and whatever. And it just so happened that we went on this investigation, some weird things did take place. And when we were going back to the car, it was a cold night. I don't want to get too deep into it, but it was a colder night and I'm not going to urinate in a grave graveyard. That's not my <laughs> style, right? So... Yeah, you know, I kind of keep it, you know, respectful. So as we're getting closer to his car, which is about a quarter of a mile away, his little car, passenger side is on close to the woods, and he's, uh, you know, the driver's side on the on the uh, the close to the pavement. We're putting our stuff away. We see eyes shine. Now I'm thinking it's a deer, and it wasn't a deer. I'm standing on a three foot grave, and I see this thing. It sits down. Listen, it's a dog man. And it's no more than 20 feet from me. And it's just sitting there staring at us. So at this point, I have three machetes on me. I don't have firearms. I, I, I don't own one and I don't have them. But I have a machete. You know, machetes are good. You come across bear or whatever. You got to protect yourself. That's right. So I start peeing in front of it. And right now, my buddy Al's like, get in the car, Bri. Get in the car. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got to go. He goes, you can go down the road. I'm like, no, I'm going right now. So I'm peeing in front of this dog man right here. <laughs> Whipped out the weasel, and I'm urinating. Now, I know something about dogs. My family did dog shows, right? Yep. So when you when a dog wants to say it's an alpha and mark, you know, like I'm the boss, it urinates in front of something. and it marks its territory. <laughs> so right now, there's Brian 
urinating in front of this thing going, I'm the boss. <laughs> and it's just staring at me. Now, I'm, again, I'm six foot one. I'm on a three foot grade. That makes me nine feet, one inches, right? Yep. This thing sitting down on its haunches, its nose was roughly in line with my nose. Maybe wow. a little bit smaller. Huge. So, so this thing sitting down is about my size, nine feet. If it stands up, it's got to be at least three feet taller. And at one point, the thing lowers its body and disappears. And at that point, I get goose pimples when things are going to start get crazy. All the goose flesh comes up. And I'm like, we need to leave now. And my buddy this whole time is like, get in the car. I'm leaving you here. I'm like, you're not going to leave me. And I got my ass in the car and he peeled out like a Dukes of Hazard episode. <laughs> and we got out of there. But, well, thank um, God you got out alive. Guys, yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but a whole hour just went by, man. Oh, there we go. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, there was a lot of penis things in there. Yeah, I there. can't help myself. I'm just on this penis thing lately. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me, man. Like, ever since I got uh, back from Halifax, I've just been on this penis thing. I don't know. There you <clears> go. There <throat> you go. You know what? Maybe I didn't go to Halifax. Maybe I went to Halifax. Maybe that's what it is. It could have been. Could have been. Guys. I don't know. I don't know what's in the water there. Check out Captain Cryptid. like. Check out Captain Cryptid himself. We're at Inside the Goblin Universe and a plethora of other things. I'll link them all down below. Yes. Brian, thanks Thank so you. very much for coming on and saving my bacon. I had a cancellation Ooh. due to COVID. And, uh, you know, I know it's been a rough year for everyone. Seems like everyone, oh, all, yeah. of our, all of our circle for sure. But it was sure nice talking to you, pal. It's always good. Oh, and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure always with you, John. And I'm glad you're okay. And, uh, you know, you've transformed, and I think it's fine. <laughs> I can do I this. everything works out. This I can do can this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 Honestly, like, I'm about 75% lung capacity. And, and like, if that's the rest of my life, that's the rest of my life, man. Like, I'm going to be all right. You know, like, this isn't going to end me. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. Like, I might not ever have that capacity back, but okay, whatever. Like, there could be way worse shit to go to happen, man. Like, it's kind of like if you lived in New York your whole life, you would be at 75%. That's oh, hell yeah. From the smog and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Toronto's bad too yeah. in summer, in particular. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Toronto's, that's a weird town. <laughs> that's just a strange place it's 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 more it's like less confusing new york yeah it's there was a great russian restaurant called gregory's north toronto that was awesome uh homemade russian food so good gregory was drunk as a skunk the whole night uh, um starving but, artist for know, me man they had the best bacon waffles ever oh my god yeah there was some good food there yep. yeah <laughs> okay but, sir uh, we're gonna That's call it. it. We're gonna call a night. Take care, Brian. Okay. You got it. Okay. <laughs> well, the time to say goodbye is upon us. But don't worry, you can keep track of the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast very easily. It's available on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Just look for the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast banner. Of course, if you'd like to keep up to date, you can always check out the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast Facebook page, drop a like, and every single time a new show goes up, you'll be notified. You can also follow me, John Mallard, on Twitter, 
at O-D-D-T-O-N-F-L-E. That's Odd to Newfoundland. Get your latest news on the podcast as well as the ever-popular Parajoke of the Day. From the oldest city in North America, I bid you adieu. From the Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast.